0: This is always the hilarious part. We just hit record. <laughs> Welcome to this week's roundtable. Uh, oh, you already
1: hit did hit record. <laughs> I did hit record.
0: We're on the roundtable right now. And uh, we're, I think Jeff and I are laughing because I don't know that he knows really what we're talking about this morning. but
1: <laughs> And he, I'm actually cool with it.
0: All right, here we go. So yeah, we, we started the roundtable, the fight isolation, and just kind of uh, weekly check in and just kind of talk through... Uh, things that we're processing as pastors and just uh, people trying to walk with Jesus uh, during this time, and uh, this week's topic, uh, the question that I'm thinking about is discipleship. yeah, I think um, this is uh, this is our gold standard for uh, our mission and vision of our church is simply to make learning followers of Jesus, mm-hmm. and there's we're constantly being pulled away from that. our eyes are being taken off of that. And I think one of the ways that that happens as churches grow is um, you start adding programs to meet different people's needs. Mm-hmm. And and as you add more you know, programs, a lot of them are great, have great intentions, but it ends up becoming just a lot of Christian activities. We right. end up keeping Christians busy with activity. Yeah. And so one of my fears pastorally is one of my greatest fears is that I end up becoming as a pastor, the kind of the activities coordinator on the Titanic. Yeah. You know, I'm rearranging chairs, keeping people busy, not just activities coordinator but on the Titanic, <laughs> on the Titanic, not even the carnival cruise line right. or whatever it's, right. but something that's headed toward it's a nice destructive, nightclub. Yeah. yeah. Destruct fair. But, um, keeping our, our mission, our focus on discipleship. And there are a lot of, uh, my pastor friends that are talking about this too um, and I think we, we have been processing this in previous weeks but uh, we caught up with Chris Cook he's a church planner at Embassy Church at, at the University of Indiana in Bloomington, Bloomington yeah. in Indiana and one of the things he said and I was just kind of talking to him about this and just getting his thoughts and because he's he's got some different experiences with different churches and and I just love learning from people who have different backgrounds and experiences, and he had some great insights. And one of the things that he said was he said, like pastorally, we when with discipleship, we want to our goal is to, to make the person primary and to look through the lens of that person and not to look at that person through the lens of the program. Yep. So I, I think, and he kind of yeah. explained, when you're looking at a person through the lens of a program, what you tend to do is uh, y- you tend to make the focus having this amazing program yeah. activity and have these all-star volunteers that come and serve. And you've got a great, you know, children's ministry. You've got a great youth ministry. You've got a good uh, college ministry. You've got all these great ministries, small groups. And so we just plug them in. Yeah, you there, just yeah. There's that. Yep. Yep. we've got a strategy, we've got our methods, and we just plug people in. And that's not the goal of discipleship. Right. The goal of discipleship is to see people, individuals who are loved, called, gifted by God to serve in many different areas. Right. And so we tend to like, oh, we need a mercy ministry. So let's start this, you know, yeah. care ministry where we have people that, you know, with all these gifts and, and, and so we begin to make programs. Yep. And I guess, um, as Veritas grows, there's something we're constantly fighting for, fighting to not lose. How would you articulate that? Like, what is it
1: that we're trying to not Mm -hmm. lose? That was
0: kind of Chris's way of that resonated with
1: me. Oh, for sure. Well, I mean, you just go back to the, the, the great commission, right? I mean, it didn't, it's not our unique mission as a church to keep discipleship on the front end. Like that's Jesus told us to do that, you know, make disciples, just make disciples. And one of the things, the ways that Chris explained it that I thought was really good is some of us that are in a university context, um, we can think very linearly about that just because it's thrust upon us with, oh man, we've only got these guys for four years. So we just think, oh man, they come in as freshmen. What do freshmen kind of need sophomore? And so we have this more segmented and linear way to think about impacting them. Rightly so. We, we just understand we've got this episode of life. Let's make the most of it. But he said, oh man, once I got out of university work and I'm just discipling people in general, people in the community, uh, adults, you know, um, I realized it doesn't so much look like this, this chain, this link of chains. It's more cyclical. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh the needs change the the place of maturity reveals and I got to address this so it becomes way more not not so much linear or in a chain of events as -hmm. much as an all-encompassing and that's where he was saying man I had to look at people not so much as where can I place them in this sequence Mm -hmm. where where do I assess them and get them in the right part of the sequence how do I look at them as just a person? Mm-hmm. How can I come alongside them and yeah. see them for yeah. who they are? Yeah. Anyway, it was just really a good, you have to have these um, pathways, I guess, in mind, but not be so kind of rigid in the way that I, I'm focusing too much on that pathway mm-hmm. and I'm missing that person. Yeah. And the uniqueness.
0: Yeah, I think about how we, a lot of times try to solve problems with classes, Yeah. And that's, that's good. I mean, I think that we we need equipping, we need classes, we need, um, you know, all of that. But, but I think the harder thing is to get people intentionally in relationship with other believers where, um, yeah, you're, you're just spending time with people. And I think as, you know, as a pastor, I think it's, it's hard to do that because it's not as um, quantitative, you know, you can't, it's right. hard to like if there's a if if we do an mm-hmm. event and there's a hundred people that show up mm-hmm. and there was great worship and teaching and you know everyone leaves feeling good we yeah. we can we can quantify that we can say wow that was a success because look at all these people that that came or whatever right and whereas in discipleship it's it's more of a um just slower process totally. it's you know and so but. Looking at the ministry of Jesus and trying to yeah. model that, emulate it, he seemed to be. Um, I mean, he would preach to the crowds,
1: but he didn't mm-hmm. give himself to the crowds, and so and it would be hard to sequence his discipleship model, with even with the twelve. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the way we we tend to do it, it'd be hard to find go through the four gospels and say, okay, here's exactly how we take people from point A to point B, based on how Jesus did it, right? We should inform us. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> not to I be mean, like have those models, but
1: but hold them loosely and realize So how do you
0: are. how do you think about it as? Because I would say you're you are a pastoral mentor, and and I think that's your heart of a of a pastor. Contrasting it with more of what I think of as as a you know the pastor as the CEO, mm-hmm. you know the pastor as the Um, guy who's coming up with all of the best formulas and metrics and we're going to tweak this to get this different outcome and seeing you know the church as kind of a conveyor belt to produce disciples um describe um because a lot of pastors like when they want to learn they tend to go toward like business manual right know, business leaders in the world and what are they doing to lead and like i guess my question is yeah what's the danger maybe of yeah like let's just say I started reading all these just leadership books Mm -hmm. and really going down this path Mm -hmm. what would
1: what's the danger of that yeah well I mean I I I feel like I do have to kind of battle this constantly because for me it's not so much following the business models as much as academics right because Mm I I also love to be a teacher I love creating and designing. Very linear coursework, you know, that takes you mm. from here to here, and gets you graduating and put a hat on your head, you know. Right. So, um, so I can get pretty intoxicated with with that whole world and just very sequential and very linear. Mm. But along the way, I think, and maybe it's just you know enough gray hair or whatever, you just realize that just that alone, sequencing classes, could be a really important tool. But you've got to imagine it like that. It's one of the tools to use. Use it well. Use it for everything it's worth. But understand, that doesn't equal sign to discipleship. At the end of the day, for those that have ears to hear and those that, that need more just training, especially as they think doctrinally, confessionally, it will be an important tool to complete them in Christ. But they also have moral issues, relational issues, mm-hmm change of life issues um and if we if we just get focused or on the business model how to just make this system work Mm -hmm. and how do we create environments for staffing and buildings and whatever um again you can just lose sight of the individual person you get the idea when you read through both the Gospels, but also then the work of the disciples through the Book of Acts, and then their writings and the epistles—they never took their eye off the person, mm. but seeing Christ formed in individuals, mm. and uh, we so just can never
0: lose that. My practical role model in this is my dad. Mm. That's what I'm thinking. If if somebody's listening, if anybody's listening out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say the kind of boots on the ground application of this is just, I want to be more like my dad in this. Yeah. Like you don't have to be a pastor to do this. My dad, just, just a, just a guy who uh, meets up with guys and his whole discipleship strategy is just to show up and ask somebody, how are you doing?
1: What's, what's God doing in your life? And because he reads his Bible, he'll be like, Oh man, I was just reading.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Constantly. He's, you know, super excited, problem, always yeah.
1: sharing the gospel, always
0: um, you know, teaching somebody how to share the gospel. And, you know, but it just happens in the context of everyday life and just being normal and not, not mm-hmm. feeling like you have to be a good teacher, not feeling right. like you have to, you know, come and have a prepared Bible study with fill in the blanks and walking someone through the book of Philippians or whatever, right. but you can just show up and ask people how they're doing. And, and as you, as you invest your life in people, um, what happens is, is you begin to become more like Jesus yourself, right? Because iron sharpens iron, but you also end up making disciples. And so sometimes I think we can maybe overthink this a little bit (laughs) and it's maybe as simple as, um, just showing up. And saying, hey, you want to come over and I'll make you breakfast or let's go grab lunch or let's go chop wood or let's go, you know. And just uh, one of the statements that, that Chris made was, you know, discipleship is not, hey, come and see, but come with me. Yes. It's, it, it's, a, it's a with, um, not a come and watch.
1: Well, and I think, you know, along the way, Jesus was very intentional about the little episodes that he would take them on the field trips, he would take them on and, and adding a new piece to mm-hmm. their, you know, becoming complete disciples. And so I just think of like earlier today, Brian Dermody's leading this men's group. We mm-hmm. had, I don't know, close to 50 guys, I suppose, mm-hmm. in here. You were here. Um, at 10 degrees below zero at 6 AM. Um, so for a few weeks, Brian's going to bring a deposit of truth into those guys mm-hmm. lives. And so I think that's important to say, hey, come here. We want to teach you something. Right. Hey, come here. Yes, so, yes. Whether it's a class, yes. a series, whatever. Mm-hmm. But what Brian is great at is recognizing that that's not an end in and of itself. That's just one of the mm-hmm. tools. He yep. also then has yep. whatever number of those guys in his personal right. life, meeting at Java House, yep. whatever. Yep. And, and he's grateful mm-hmm. that 50 guys all at once can receive some deposit mm-hmm. of truth. Um, but just recognizing and let's not pretend like that's the everything that's
0: complete. Yep. You know what I mean? It's, it was so cool to see. I think one of the tables was a group of connection group guys that they, I think they meet weekly in the morning anyway, and they just made this their six weeks or whatever of, of meeting. But I I think that's the, yeah, not the come watch, but come with. Yeah. And and so you're in people's lives and I mean, I don't know, that's, It's amazing that that we can lose we can lose sight of that and uh we start getting caught up in just attendance and numbers and programs and we Mm. just start we just lose focus of the simplicity of of what discipleship is it's just being with jesus and Mm. and being with people totally um so yeah, I don't know. It's it's amazing. It's not rocket science, but we can so easily miss it. And I guess the um, reason, yeah. yeah, I'm just thinking about it because we're. I mean, God is God is blessing Veritas.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Veritas is growing. Mm-hmm. He's blessed us, and I, I guess my prayer the other day was just, God, help us to know what to do with it.
1: Yeah, help so us accurate. to not
0: lose. Sight. I mean, you were talking about Deuteronomy yeah. and how the warnings of Success and prosperity and yeah, um
1: so yeah, yeah, those are the things I'm wanting to keep. Focused and I on. think Impressed. you know, I I've been preoccupied with Psalm 37 since last Saturday morning when I just encountered it again, and just that repeated phrase uh, of "Don't be anxious" or "Don't be what's the, the CSB? Don't be agitated, agitated, agitated. Don't be agitated. Don't be agitated. I'm just saying, like you can become agitated with all sorts of things. Either evildoers coming after you or people prospering instead of you or even things like this oh man where you're hearing about these churches doing this and that and offering all these programs and so you can become like agitated like oh we have to whatever and i'm saying just trust in the lord do good Mm -hmm. dwell in the land cultivate faithfulness like yeah just discipleship is that journey just saying oh yeah we should probably get up in arms appropriately at the right times but for the most part the call to the christ follower is not to be agitated but to trust Mm -hmm. so hey come alongside me and i just want to walk with you whoever that is i'm discipling through good times bad times oh let's help your learning let's jump into this thing oh look but don't all of a sudden you know, mm-hmm. because yeah. oh man we haven't offered or well you, i was it. thinking as
0: you're talking about that just we can do this at a personal level what this looks like mm-hmm. like churches do what individuals do yeah. which is as an individual i think dude if i could just find the right method yeah. of following jesus yeah. then i'll really take off i my problem is i need the right mm-hmm, journaling plan i need the right reading plan i totally. need the oh, i need this book to get me going and and so you start kind of looking for personal programs. And, oh, so and true. really it's just, um, yeah, it's just the simplicity of spending time with Jesus. Mm. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of different methods that are helpful for that. But if your focus is on, yeah. if you're looking at Jesus through the lens of the program and not seeing the program through the lens of Jesus, I guess there's Man. an individual application for everyone of, of this in our lives. So, uh, but anyway, well, that's what we're processing this week. I've had a lot of conversations with different people um, about, you know, what does this look like in your life, discipleship? And I think that's the, um, as I think about, you know, leading Veritas into this, I think that's the, that's where we want to be is, is keeping ours in Christ and investing our lives in people and all the other things um, about our church um, are probably going to be easier to do than, Oh man. This simple thing of getting people to stay focused on Christ. Totally. Um, in that. So, love it. That's this week's roundtable. But I uh, hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you next time.